Check, 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 one, two. Please bow your heads. Lord God, we thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us today, Lord God. We thank you just for allowing us to wake up this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for all the wonderful and beautiful mothers, Lord God, that you brought into our lives, Lord God, and just brought us into life, Lord. Lord God, we ask you just let them feel blessed and loved today, Lord God. Let them feel your love, Lord God, as well as their sons, Lord God, and husbands, Lord God. Let them feel all the love, Lord God, that you've just bestowed upon us, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you and we love you, Lord God, for these wonderful blessings that you've given and putting into our lives, Lord. We ask that today be a wonderful service, Lord God. We ask that, we ask, Lord God, that you speak to DJ, Lord God, and just speak to anybody in here who needs the message, Lord God, today, Lord. God, we just, we praise you, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, we just thank you for how wonderful and worthy you are, Lord God, of just being there for us, Lord God, you've always been there for us, Lord God, and we just thank you, Lord God, we just, we, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for just not allowing us to feel alone by ourselves, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, we ask that you personally bless all the mothers in this room today, Lord God, personally bless all the mothers, Lord God, who are watching service today, Lord, and Lord God, we just thank you, and you are, <laughs> Amazing, my God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, Destiny Church. Y'all ready to worship this morning?
Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are the authority in this place. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. We need fresh fire to fall from heaven and alight our hearts for you again, God. Let us not turn to the right or to the left, but listen to your sweet voice. Ignite the fire of love in our hearts for you. Ignite the fire of devotion in our hearts to you, Jesus. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. We want your fire. We want your presence. We want your leading. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and consume me. My heart is ready. God, if I burn, I burn for you. No hesitation. No reservation. God, if I burn, let it be.
Let it go.
Oh, come on, Father. Yes, Lord. That's right. Come on. The praise of his Yes, Lord. Do you want him to inhabit you? Yes. Do you want him yes. to rest not in yes. his house, yes. but in his house? Yes. Come on, yes. hold. Yes. Praise him. Yes. yes, Father. Mm. Mm. Come on, come on, come on. You know, we serve, we serve a God that loves us so much. That he sent his son. And I think the atmosphere is perfect right now for us to go into communion. We want to do our communion. So if you if you don't have a, an element, please just raise your hand. We'll get you one. This is a, a normal thing for us. Every second Sunday of the month, we receive communion. I love it. <laughs> but man, who Jim Paul, it crushes you. This is why I don't like to do it. <laughs> man, this is why I love other people doing it. Whew. Man, he loves us so much. Hmm. So take a minute. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, For this reason, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in the wrong spirit will be guilty of dishonoring the body and the blood of the Lord. So let each individual first evaluate his own attitude and only then eat the bread and drink the cup. I mean, we've been talking about identity. We've been talking about our new name. We've been talking about all this stuff. We've been talking about the love of the Father in us, shining like a light through us. Man, I need you to just clear your heart right now. Ooh, just remember who he made you to be. Who he made you to be. Ooh, come on, Lord. Mm. I love the fact that, that Jesus thought so much of this that the night before he sat down with all his disciples and said, do this to remember me. He said, this is that important. So, so I love the fact we get to, as a body, uh, receive communion this morning. Whew. It's so good. So we got both the bread and the juice. They remind us that Jesus set us free. Man, he made us whole. First hmm. Corinthians 11 says, I have handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the Lord himself, the same night in which he was handed over. He took the bread, he gave thanks, then he distributed it to the disciples and said, take it and eat your fill. It is my body, which is given to you. Do this to remember me. So you may open up your... Oh. We have our bread that symbolizes his body. No. Oh. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that, that you gave your son, Jesus, for us to be the bread of life. We thank you, Lord, for that. Father, we ask you right now to bless this bread, Father. 
Father, we ask that we receive this as the body of Jesus broken for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You break the bread. Mm. He did the same with the cup of wine after supper. And this cup seals the new covenant with my blood. He said, drink it. And whenever you drink this, do it to remember me. He said, do it to remember me. So if everybody has their juice ready and open and prepared. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this juice, Lord. We ask you to bless it as a symbol of Christ's blood shed for forgive the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. We thank you for his love. We thank you for your love to send him. Father, we ask you to bless it in his name. Amen. Mm. It says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're retelling the story. Proclaiming our Lord's death until he comes. So I don't know if we can go back. I don't know where we're at. I don't know, just go back into that last part. That's where I want to go. And then we'll transition into whatever you want to go to. But I just love it. Let's just let the Holy Spirit continue to move on the house. Come on, receive it this morning. Be in His presence this morning. Don't let anything stop you from that. Don't let anybody stop you from that. Let's just get in His presence right now. Come on, Holy.
Come on, come on. Hmm. Yes, come on. Come on, just feel that. Come on. Yes, Lord, we worship you, God. Hmm. Come on, Father, we worship you. worship you come on get louder now let's sing it together come on
personal again. Come on. To worship you, I live. Oh, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you.
come on, come on. You know, the word says we can't serve two masters. And a lot of people will use that for money and giving because of all the words, but it's anything. And he says, you can't worship me and then worship something else. He says, you got to put down the other stuff and you got to worship me. You got to give me everything you have. You got to put your focus on me. You got to look me in the eyes. Because he wants you face to face. That's what his word says. He wants to spend that kind of time with you where it's face to face. And if you've never been face to face with somebody, it can get uncomfortable. Unless it's your spouse. But man, he wants to get that close to you. Because he loves you that much. He loves you that much. And we worship him. He says, give up on everything else and just give it all to me. He wants every bit of you. He needs to come first. Mm. Come on, holy. Come holy. Come on. Continue to work in this house, Father. We love you. We worship you this morning. We do, Father. We worship you. We surrender to you, God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our lives, in our kids, in our families, in our schools, in our churches, Father God. Have your way in this land, Lord. Woo! Come on, holy, do what only you can do. Come on, Father, we love you. We lift you up this morning. We celebrate you this morning. Oh, we love you, Lord. Come on, we lift you up. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in the house. Come on. Can everybody say amen? No. We can do better than that. Come on. Let's give him what a king deserves. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh. oh, come on. Come on, holy. We love you. We ain't done. Come on, one more time. Woo. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, Oh, well, welcome to Destiny. Do me a favor, take a little bit of time, find somebody you don't know, give them a high five, a knuckle bump, uh, whatever. Love on them for a second. We'll be right back. Oh.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. I know y'all enjoying talking and everything. I love y'all too. Nobody comes up and talks to me. That's okay. <laughs> oh, hey, Chuck. How you doing, brother? See how that works? Got to ask for a hug. Man. That's right. Find your seats. Come back. They're like, it's intermission. Everybody just left. They're like, it's time to go get some snacks. Man. So good. Man. How's everybody doing this morning? That was really weak. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on. Yeah, I knew we could make more noise than that. That is awesome. Come on. Let's give it up for our online audience. Come on. We love you guys. We thank you for tuning in. So good. So good. Well, hey, happy Mother's Day. Come on. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're excited about Mother's Day. Um, just excited to celebrate what moms do. So that's awesome. Uh, if you're new here, I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules, who is no longer sitting there. We get... We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and, and we love it. Come on, y'all love Destiny Church? All right, y'all love Jesus, because that's more important. Come on. That's right. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's how we do it. So I love that. So I'm excited to, to see everybody this morning. Uh, once again, we reach out to our online audience, share the link, get it out there, let everybody know. There's my wife. Hi, baby. Hey, you give it up to her. She's been momming me for 29 years. <laughs> that's right she gets the mom award <laughs> i'm her biggest baby i love it i love it hey download our app it's out there if you see our app uh download that thing it's all over the church so make sure you get the right one or uh, you can go to our website make sure you get all the right information um if you're new to the church, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card, let us know you were here. It's really important. With that Connect card, we, we have the opportunity to reach out to you uh, and just share about the church, talk with you, pray for you, figure out uh, what we can do for you, and then we just share information about who we are and what we can do. So if there's anything we can do, I can't do that if you don't fill it out, but if you fill that out, then I can reach out and, and say a quick hi and, and just spend some time with you if we can do that. So um, take a little bit. To, if you need one, raise your hands. We got some ushers somewhere. They'll get you one. Um, anybody, you need one? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Kelly's like, no, I don't. I don't. So good. Well, hey, there's lots of stuff. If you're new to the church, if you want to get plugged in, we have all kinds of stuff. I'm going to run through these quick because they're on the app. They're on the website. Monday night prayer, man, that is our foundation. Be here at 6 p.m. Every single Monday night, we are praying over this place, everything with the prayer. So we have a prayer cross over there. If you have a prayer, throw it up on that cross. Uh, nail it to that cross. Do whatever you have to do. Get it up there because we pray over all those. And then when that prayer comes true, man, we, we launch it on this miracle cross over here. So we like to celebrate the miracles in the house. Uh, keep showing what God's doing in the house that's what that's for so uh, but we pray over that all the time so you're covered by the elders you're covered by our prayer partners you're covered by everybody but if you just want to come in and pray if you need prayer or you just want to come in and see what it's like come on out we'd love to have you it's a it's a it's a good time on Monday night Tuesday at the table midweek service so it's like a Bible study that's our midweek service get out here on Tuesdays we do it on Tuesdays because on Wednesday this place is occupied by all our kids so the whole campus we've got this kids ministries going on we got the student ministry in here so you drop your kids off and go have a date night or something there you go that's the that's the ticket drop your kids off go do something um or guess what you can drop your kids off and serve <laughs> oh that's that's all that's all our children's ministries they're like yes please somebody so 
There's a lot of people that can't serve on Sunday, but man, you can definitely serve during the week. So find a way to get plugged in, uh, help out. Look, our next generation is so important. Look, that, that is it. That is our, we have to pour into our next generation because they're going to be sitting right where you're sitting. And they're going to be carrying this church from the, this generation to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. It's not about us. It really isn't. It, it, look, look, if it was about us, we're doing it completely wrong. So, so this is all about them kids, man. And we want to make sure that the next generation coming up has a place where they can worship and, and let God move them and, and do mighty things in their lives. So our young adults, that's 18 through 28. They meet on Friday night at 6 p.m. So they can come out out here. Um, once again, there, there are small groups going on all the time. We're getting to the end of the small group season. We're going to take a break for the summer, and then we'll kick them back up in the fall. But if you have a small group that you didn't see that you want to launch, let us know. We'll get it out there. We'll help you launch it, um, and then continue to get involved. They're going to have some that are going to be ongoing, so uh, great opportunities to get plugged in. You cannot do life alone. You have to find people to do life with. Look, it's bad enough that, 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 that we're doing this, and we're doing it in a time of this time of the year and this season of our lives, but, man, we need to do it with people that we can depend on people we can spend time with and trust so that's important and so we're going to get together we do have a meeting coming up this is going to be awesome it's a fellowship it's the men and, and ladies gathering out at living water so this is with brother Bo and miss rachel come on uh, i'm really excited about this y'all this is next saturday it's next saturday so come on out this isn't just us so we have several churches in the area uh we have churches coming in from uh florida i think i might have even heard of a church coming in from tennessee we have churches coming in to do life with us okay so this is for men and women uh women are going to be in one side of this there's 90 acres out there they're going to occupy one side men men have all the rest i don't know if we're hunting or something i don't know i'm just trying to get you out there i know there's going to be food so we're going to have some some pulled pork and stuff we asked bring a side bring some bring bring your favorite dish bring that out there this is going to be a good time y'all they got a great word there's going to be some worship uh, a word and just fellowship we get to do life together and hear a big vision for um uh brother Bo. uh if you don't know he's our apostle here so he he speaks into my life he's my spiritual father uh and he covers this house all the time in prayer and this morning he wanted to be here but he's actually you you know, you know, Brother Jay and Pastor Jay and Pastor D, he's down there with them this morning, spending some time uh, with them, which I'm excited about. I wish I was there, but I got to do that a couple weeks ago, so, so I'm excited for him. Uh, so be out there. If you need child care, it is available. Just let us know. We need to know how many people to have available. So uh, if, if we say we only need five and then we have, you know, 60 kids show up, we're in trouble. We'll be like, all right, y'all serving. <laughs> The, the goal wasn't for everybody to serve, it's to come out and enjoy. So we're trying to round people up that can do that, um, that can watch uh, the babies and take care of them because that's important. And I want to thank everybody that showed up yesterday. We had a work day uh, out there where we started cleaning up the campground, cleaning up all kinds of stuff. And man, we <laughs> these guys put in some work. Um, and that place looks phenomenal right now. And we're going to go back out throughout the week and just uh finish touching things up and if you've never been out there please come out just to look at it it is it's it, it there's a big vision for this place and god has his hands all over it and it just take we've been pouring into that this the living waters out there is where brother Bo and miss rachel have a house out there mama low lives out there so we have, we have we have a big connection out there the bush family is amazing um and that that whole property has been used for ministries for i don't know 40 some i don't even know so I just know it, it's God has his hand on it and, and we need to go out there and we need to celebrate uh, what God's doing. So uh, please put that on your calendar. Let's all meet out there. I think the address is up there. So you'll probably see it on social media. You'll see it on the app. All right. So where's, 
Miss Sharon, will you come up here, please? Come on. Yes, please, 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 please. Everybody give Miss Sharon a hand. Come on up. My wife's looking at me because she just took her shoes off. <laughs> I love you, baby. Come on up here. Let me go help. Miss <laughs> Sharon's like, I took mine off. Forget it. I love it. I love it. Cass, hand me that mic just in case. So what I want to do is... Um, if you don't know Miss Sharon, uh, I love it because it's Mother's Day, uh, and we have a lot of moms around here. Uh, and Miss Sharon has been momming this entire region, the river region, for a very long time. Um, she has been running our uh, Bread of Life ministry. Uh, so what that means is they come out on every single Wednesday. <laughs> They come out on Wednesday, uh, and they, they make food. They put food together. We team up with Panera. They bring it. So, and then we go out on Thursdays, and, and she goes out, and she, she blesses people that are in need. She blesses needy families. And, man, she, her heart is all about giving. She, she has a, a servant's heart, but, man, she is a giver, and she wants everybody to feel that. And so she's been doing this 20, 20 years she's been doing it for the church. Do just share how you got started. I want everybody to know how you got started. You can't? Are you sure? Okay, I was trying to give her a chance. I was trying to give her a chance. Because um, this is what's going on. Um, it's time for her to be a mom mom. So she is, yeah, you can clap to that. <laughs> so she is stepping down from the ministry. She's stepping down from Bread of Life after 20 years. So it's, it's emotional because I've seen her up here by herself. I've seen her doing it by herself. Um, I've seen, she does it in her own car. She does it everything. She picks up stuff by herself. She comes in here, and she has a great group of people that help her out when they can. Um, and and I, we love them people. We love everybody that helps out with this. But, but after 20 years of leading the same ministry, it's time to step down. It's time to, to hand the torch over to somebody else. It's time to pass the baton. Um, problem is, we don't have anybody that wants it. So, in other words, what that means is after 20 years, we're going to be shutting that ministry down unless I get somebody that God puts it on their heart to say, I want to do that. We know there's a need, and we know as a ministry, we want to continue to help. So, what that means is we're going to take it to the table and figure out what's next. Um, bread of life is not, we don't want it to go anywhere, but it takes other people to step up. You know, someone can only do it for 20 years. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not a 20-year commitment. <laughs> She just took it to that level, um, but she has touched so many families. So I want you to pray about that. If there's something in your heart that says that you have a, a, a way to continue this, and, and look, it, 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 it migrated because it started in Montgomery where you were feeding homeless down in Montgomery, and then it came back up to Prattville, and you've been doing Prattville and all over the place um, for a long time. Um, and we love her, and she does such an amazing job. But, um, and I hate it that, that we're going to take a break on that, I just call it a break because I do believe God's going to lay it on somebody's heart. It's in somebody's heart to pick up a ministry like that and run with it. I just really believe that, uh, that God wants to continue to help those in need, and he's going to do it through us. And if it's not through this avenue, it'll be through another one. Um, but, but we definitely want to throw that out there. She asked all her teammates and the people that constantly help out, but nobody could take that on, so I'm bringing it to the church. But we wanted to bring her up on Mama's Day because, man, what, what an honor to have somebody who has committed to serve our community this long, um, and it's just amazing. So we love you. Uh, we got you a 
card with something small and, and that doesn't mean anything other than the fact that we love you so much and you're such a good mama come on don't look around look at that <laughs> you sure don't want to say anything <laughs> Well, we love you so much, and we thank you so much, and we just wanted to honor you a little bit. I can't do it for 20 years. I don't know what to do but give you a retirement, <laughs> which would be awesome. <laughs> There's no retirement plan. Oh, so there you go. If you're looking for the retirement plan ministry, that's not it. But we definitely, you got her, babe? You definitely, uh, man, what an honor. Um, just just getting to know her. If you know her heart, she is just amazing. So, um, and the ministry's going to miss her. And I don't think she's done done. I just think, I think it's time for somebody else to step up. And I think she, she'd be willing to come alongside at some point. But, you know, sometimes you got to be a mom again. Take care of your family and do what you have to do. There's a season for everything. So speaking about moms, could we have all the moms stand up? Even if you're pregnant, you're a mom. So stand up. I want all the moms to stand up. Let's give all the moms a round of applause. I want you to stay standing. Do not sit down. Uh, Mama Lo and the children's ministries, they want to bless all the moms with a gift. So we have flowers from Miss Jeannie Grooms down in Prattville, Florist. And we have, we have a prayer pillow. So this pillow is for you. It's a prayer pillow that was made specifically for you um, from a ministry. So these kids want to come in. When they give you one, you can sit down. But stay standing until you get one. This way we know everybody gets something. So we want to honor each of the moms today. So come on, kids. Let's get in here. Let's get some music. I don't know. We got to dance. Get some music going. So what I love is a little bit of information about the uh, prayer pillows is there's a lady that went through cancer that's a, a really close friend in ministry with Pastor D and Pastor J down in Montgomery. And this is what she does as a ministry. She makes these prayer pillows. So uh, we were able to get with her and she was able to make a whole bunch of prayer pillows for all the moms um, so we can present them. So we wanted to give you something you could take home and pray over. So come on. How, how good is that? Come on, kids. If I said there's candy up here, they'd all be running. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got a couple more here in the middle. Come on. A couple over here. Once you get them, you can have a seat. I'm going to keep track of them. Got a couple here in the middle. Two more in the middle right here. Two more in the middle, one over here in the front. Come on, stay standing. One in the front, two in the middle right here. Here's one. There's one in the middle. Come on, there you go. Come on, we got some over here to the left. All the way over here, come on. There we go. There you go, get over there, man. You're faster than that. I seen you on the basketball court. That's right. She gets a hug. That's a good man right there. All right, all right, all right. Everybody get one. Is anybody still standing? Come on, come on. Y'all like them? Come on, that is good stuff. 
That's Mama Lo's heart, I'm telling you. Mama Lo came to me and said, we want to do this for all the moms. So there you go. See, she gets to, uh, she gets to pick all that awesome stuff. So thank you, Mama Lo. We love you. Oh, come on. What? That's another big mama in the church, huh? <laughs> Man, come on. So many mamas in here. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we wouldn't be here without y'all. Just letting you know. Kind of needed each and every one of you. <laughs> Just the way it works, Sue. <laughs> oh, man, let's pray. I, I really do have a message today, so let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. You are so good. Father, we ask you to bless us today. Continue to be here. Continue to be in our presence, Lord. Father, we just love you. Father, touch my heart. Let it be all of you, none of me today. Father, give me a fresh word. Father, continue to speak to me today. And Father, we just surrender it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man. So, yeah, I hope you all, if you're new here, um, I hope you ate. <laughs> but you can't go anywhere. Anyway. It's Mother's Day. We went out to eat last night. And we went to Longhorns, and we checked in at 6, and we didn't get seated till 8.30? Yes, that was a long time. And it still cost you all that money. <laughs> I was like, I could just get a discount for that one. But, but So you're not going to go anywhere fast today anyway. I know you all want to go out to eat, um, but bear with me. We've we got some stuff I want to cover. Uh, it's been a... It's been a uh, a week, let me tell you. I'm glad we all, everybody made it through the storms, and we know we had the storms come in. We've been praying for Prattville. We've been praying for all that. Um, it has been uh, uh, a time this, this this year, so this this last week alone. So if you don't know, we were in here Tuesday night in the middle of Tuesday at the table when the storm came through. Come on, Miss Barbara. She'll testify to that. So power went down. The roof was, man, the roof was shaking. Man, this place was rocking. Just it wasn't because... You know, we were getting filled with the Holy Ghost at the time. We were getting filled with all kinds of, and the door swung open. Uh, we lost all kinds of stuff. My wife and I, we've been, we've been driving through now that we own the building. We were, we were actually out there that exact day, and we have paint colors because we're like, hey, we were talking about if we can't build, we can definitely update it, make it look better. So we're just trying to match stuff. And I was looking at the awning over by Mama Lowe's, and I said, baby, that's a brown awning. It's just not going to work. We're going to have to change that. And I'd, we just put it up like three years ago. And I'm like, man, we're going to have to change that because we're going to change some colors. And then that evening, well, guess what? God said, we're going to change it. <laughs> he took it and threw it over the building. So that, that was just confirmation. He goes, it's time to change some stuff. So, um, so we have some damage. So if you saw damage out there and stuff, we do have damage. But um, we're getting it fixed. We've got insurance coming. And, and we got all that stuff. And we were all safe. Everybody was safe in here. So we had a good group of people. Um, Man, so good. Our life safety was here on target. They got everybody in the right rooms, and then we just let it do it. I mean, it passed right down there. We were looking outside. I mean, the door flew open, and you could see it. There was, like, cows and <laughs> everything. They were just flying by. It was like the Wizard of Oz out there. But it was good. It was good. But we were safe. and So we're, exciting about, we're excited about what God's doing in the house, and he protected us. And, um, and it's hard. You know, when we get into seasons like this where things go on, it is hard to remain a light. Because I know we got families in here where you guys had to deal with that. We've had some close calls. I've heard it from trees almost taking people out to, to trees not letting people out. To, to all other kind. you know, we had trees on houses. We had trees all over the place. Uh, and I thank you because people come together. And as a community, this place is phenomenal. Um, so, so we thank you for everything you're doing. But it is hard over the last several weeks. Um, 
man just being uh being saturated in what god wants to do in the house being saturated in what God wants to do in you. And then when you're dealing with everything else, it really brings it to a test. It's like, how do we remain to be the light when it seems like there's darkness all over the place? How do we continue to do that when it seems like every time you turn around, there's another, you know, slap in the face and you're like, ah, you know, how do you walk out and, and, and keep doing this? Well, that's what, that's what we're, that's why we're preaching on it. That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're injecting it into us. That's why we're going to get saturated in his love and what it's like to, 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 to live a, a God life and, and, and to admit God light because that, that's so important. So uh, I'm just going to catch us up for people that hadn't been here and it's still on my mind. It's still fresh and I can't, it seems like every time I read through some of my notes, I'm like, I don't think I said that and I probably did. And then I, sometimes I said it and I'm like, they need to hear it again. So, because I don't think you heard it. <laughs> Yeah, I could probably preach the same sermon right now, and you guys be like, man, that's the best sermon ever. Because <laughs> last week you took like three words out of it. You know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm serious. This is good stuff, so I want it to sink in. I want, I want you to be um, just, just saturated with the word. So uh, I want to go to 2 Corinthians. It'll be real quick, so if you can turn, it'll be up on the screen. If you brought your Bibles, I, I recommend that. Bring your Bibles. Um, but 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So, so I love that verse because it says the old is completely gone, the new is here. So, so once again, it's not refurbished, it's not remodeled, it's brand new. So God took everything you had, he made you brand new. So, and he, we also, uh, he gave us a new identity. That's why we're in this identity uh, kind of series. I don't, you guys know my series. Sometimes they go, you know, three months. Uh, so I don't know when we're coming out of them. So you can number them if you want, but I might not ever get to your numbers. But, but it's, it's identity. It's understanding who you are in Christ more than you ever have. Because it's that important that you understand what he wants to do in you and through you. So not only did he, did he make us new, he made us sons and daughters. And we've talked about that. Okay, he, and, and this is what I mean by that. Jesus was the firstborn, and then we're the rest. So he's not his only son. We're all sons and daughters, and therefore we have the same access, the same authority that he has. If you'll receive it, if you'll accept it, if you'll walk in it, if you'll believe in it, it's there for you. He's put it inside of you to, to, to walk in that. So, so we have to receive that. That came out of Romans 8, um, 28 through 30. It's in there. I'm just going to read them all. So if you got them, Holly, I love our production team. Give it up for production. Um, love them. So we got, it says uh, in verse 28, it says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. Pick that up again. <laughs> from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Come on. That's powerful when you can understand that you are to be just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Come on. That's good stuff. So, so you need to understand that, that that's the authority you walk in. That's where I got that from, and I don't think I shared that before, but I wanted to share it. So like I said, I want you to track everything back to the Word. You need to be checking everything I say with the Word. 
So, so he also called us a new name, and we figured that one out, and I'll cover that. Well, it's Hephzibah. Come on, y'all know it by now. We are called Hephzibah, right? Hephzibah. He delights in us. That's your new name, right? So when people say, hey, how are you? You say Hephzibah. <laughs> he delights in me. You know, that, that's what that's for. You need to understand that he delights in you every single day. Doesn't matter what you did yesterday, he delights in you today. Doesn't matter what you did earlier this morning, he delights in you. You need to understand that. He might not like what's going on, but he delights in you. And he, he's right beside you and he loves you and he wants you to turn around and just look at him face to face because he's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. He's always going to be there. It's so important to pick that up. So we have this new identity. It's a beloved identity and we need to walk in that beloved identity. You need to understand that you are loved and he loves you that much. Just like his son, Jesus, he loves you that much. Sometimes we, we, we categorize things and we say, well, there's Jesus, which we can come close to. And then there's the father who's in a distance, but they're the same. He says, if you've seen him, you've seen me. So come on, we, we, need, we need to understand who we're dealing with. We serve a, a wonderful, powerful, loving, great God. He's Abba. He's our father. And, and he loves us. Man. So I think we left off there somewhere. Last week, I don't know. I got excited last week. Kevin, Kevin yelled at me twice now. He, he's like, he's like, hey brother, like, can I start doing offering in the middle of service? Because we ain't receive offering in two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. God will bless the place. <laughs> it's His word. It is what it is. He's like, I just want to come up in the middle. That's his favorite. Kevin's a giver. <laughs> he's like, man, I don't get a chance to get up there and, and do my thing. But well, we love Kevin. <laughs> If he gets a chance, he might come up today. <laughs> I'm just curious if we can go a whole month. <laughs> That'll drive him crazy. Man. So it's tough when things happen. You know, everybody is, is vulnerable to things happening because life happens, right? So it's how we see the light, how we identify that. You know, uh, we're going to get back into the light because I talked about that last week. That just hit my head that I did talk about light last week, which is good. But, but we all have to deal with stuff, and sometimes it's hard to be the light during things happening that's where I was going in the very beginning this last week was a wonderful week for for me to be tested for my daughter to be tested I love it when my daughter comes back from school hi Cass because she becomes the target of everything so 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 I have had to learn how to be the light over the last week as she took her new iPhone and decided to drown it <laughs> in a river she said she was baptizing it, but I think she let go. You got to hold them down like that, baby. You bring them back up. You just don't throw them in. Not everybody can swim, especially your iPhone. So, so that's that call you never want. Someone says I dropped it. And then on her way home, she got in an accident and ran into the back of somebody in my little go-kart <laughs> that made it through all the other kids. <laughs> and she's okay, which is all that matters. But all this week... So now she's like, this is great. I don't have a car and I don't have a phone. And my job was driving the car with my phone. <laughs> so now she's staying at home <laughs> with no car or phone. <laughs> it's awesome in the cast. She's learning all the stuff she can't do. <laughs> but she has a choice. Like, you know, she gets to either, you see a smile on her face. It wasn't always there because when things were happening, it wasn't there. And when she was calling me, it wasn't there. But you realize that you can't change the past. 
Okay, so you get, and I was upset, trust me. My, my wife said, you're lucky you call me and not your dad. <laughs> but I got over it, right? We've been joking about it now for two days. We just can't stop joking about it because I can't change it. So we, we might as well talk about it. We might as well have fun with it because just like, just like God loves us so much, he wants us to come to him when we have an issue without fear that he's going to just slap us down and beat us down. Well, same thing. I want my own kids to come to me when, when they're dealing with something, when they're struggling with something. Understand I love them. doesn't mean there's no consequences. <laughs> it just means that I do love them and I want to support them through it. So I got tested this week because that wasn't my first response. <laughs> I was like, Lord, help me. <laughs> I need some help right now. So, um, but it's so important you understand that, that he loves us. Uh, he loves us like that that he has not turned his back on us and he wants you to understand that he wants you to know you can go to him and then we have to be that light so once he fills us up we have to be god light so it's our job to be god light and, and emit god light to everybody including our family in fact moms it starts in your family dads it starts in your family so we should be filled up enough with god light to where we can admit that we should be so saturated that we should be covering our family with that and unfortunately, it's usually the people closest to you that get the worst of you. I don't know why I'm going there this morning. I wasn't going to go there because it's Mother's Day and we just love all the moms. So, and I love all the dads, but we got to be careful because that's where it starts. You know, the, the ones closest to you seem to get the worst. So, um, where am I going with this? Let's go to my go-to verse. If this, is, this is what all started this. So, blame it on Isaiah 62. <laughs> 62 uh, 1 through 5 like I said this is this is a prophet writing this so you need to receive it as a prophetic word over your life and inject your name in here but in 62 verse 1 it says for Zion's sake how can I keep silent for Jerusalem's sake how can I remain quiet I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like the blazing light of dawn and her salvation like a burning torch nations will see your victory vindication and every king will witness your blinding radiance I love it. It says that every king will witness your blinding radiance. So you're going to be so filled up with him, you're going to be glowing. And every king's going to see it. You will be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. You will be, you will be a beautiful crown held high in the hands of Yahweh, a royal crown of splendor held in the open palm of your God. You will never again be called the abandoned one. You need to let that one soak in. You're not abandoned. You're not alone. For those here on Mother's Day where you might have lost your mom throughout the year, you're not alone. You have moms around you. You have people that love you. You have people that want to pour into you. It's never easy on the holidays, but here's the thing. You're not abandoned. Okay, he loves you more than anybody that's close to you could ever love you. And when you turn to him and allow him to do what only he can do, man, you're not abandoned. Nor will you ever be called deserted. You're never left alone. But you will be called my delight is in you. Hephzibah. That's where that comes from. My delight is in you. And your land will be your land, my beloved wife. For Yahweh finds his delight in you, and he married your land. Man, this is good, and I'm, I'll eventually get into that bottom half of that whole verse, but I can't get past the first half where he just loves us. <laughs> and I think that's the whole point is understanding your identity and the fact that he loves you. He loves you that much that he wants you to operate out of that love, understand that love, and then, then take that love and send it out to everybody you come in contact with. That's what he loves you with. So we are Hephzibah. We are sons and daughters. You know, last week I shared this and it just stuck to me. I didn't want to get rid of it because I think it catches people. But John 14, 15 says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. 
See, and this is where I think we get it messed up is, is it doesn't say that obeying me empowers me to love you. See, people think that if I just do what God wants me to do, he'll love me. And he says, no, that's backwards. He goes, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. So when you love him, he'll fill you up with the ability and the power to guess what? Obey everything he wants you to do. So if you're just trying to obey, you're doing it wrong because it makes it really hard that way. If you read all the stuff in the Bible where he wants you to obey everything, it's hard. If you're just trying to obey, so he'll love you. When you realize he loves you and you just pour into him, he's going to fill you up so much, you can't stop doing what he wants you to do. Okay, so that's, that's, that's where you, you take that from, and that comes out of your identity, a beloved identity. Okay, um, all right. So we got in last week to what is light, and, and I covered a whole bunch of it. I'm just going to capture the one piece that I really wanted to, and then we'll move on um, because there are several scriptures and definitions of light. Uh, but the light we talked about is the same light that we see in John 8, 12. So when you see it in John 8, 12, it says, then Jesus says, I am light to the world. Okay. And those who embrace me will experience life giving light and they will never walk in darkness. That word for light is phos. Phos. That's what we talked about last week. We went through what phos light is and that's God light. It's revelation light. Okay, and it's all over the place. And in fact, it says that, that if, if, if you believe in him, if you surrender to him, not only will you experience his light, you'll, so, you'll be so, so glowing from his light that you will become God-like. You will become false. False will come out of you. That's important. Because it doesn't mean that Jesus is the only one that can walk around and say, I'm, I'm, I'm false. I'm, I'm the light. He put the same stuff in him that he put in us. It just takes you understanding that. It takes you, you know, being in the word and understanding what he's trying to tell you. So it's revelation light. It's heavenly light. So what you need to understand, too, is that the God light, which is phos, it deals with perspective first and not behavior. See, God light deals with perspective. It's what do you think of him? How do you see yourself in his eyes? That's the perspective it deals with. Because the darkness side talks about shadiness. It talks about, um, it's not complete darkness. So he says, it's not that. It's that sneaky little perspective. Where if just one little bit of that perspective sneaks into how you think about God, all of a sudden you can't be light. That's that verse we covered last week. We'll be the light into the world or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was last week. I just know the other stuff. Okay, so this is important that you understand that we're called to be the light in the darkness. Okay, and we do that because of who he is through us when we believe that we can be the light. Not just a light, not a generic light, okay, which is lupnos. It's a light. It's the phos. You can be the God light to everybody you come in contact with. In Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, another prophetic word, it says, Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. You see it right there. It says, look carefully, exclamation point. Because there's darkness out there and we need to look for it. Okay, if you're not out there actively seeking it, man, 
Everywhere you go, you'll find it if you look for it. And everywhere you go, God puts you there for a reason. Sometimes we don't like our jobs because we say, well, I just don't like my job and I don't like the people around me. But when you say, you know what, God put me in that position to be light to the darkness, it changes your perspective. It's a perspective thing. And he says, if you'll understand my perspective that I put you someplace where I need you because I need you to be the light, then you'll get over it faster and you'll start looking and start engaging because you have to be there for a reason. You have to engage. Man, I'm going in the military. <laughs> engage. Take him on. But you got you to get it. You guys receiving that this morning? You understand what that means this morning? Good. All right. So when we see ourselves as God sees us, then we're able to admit that light everywhere. When we do that, guess what? Our behavior changes, right? Not only our behavior, our walk changes, our talk changes, right? Our attitude changes, our opinions change, right? All this stuff, what else change? Our eyes change, our love changes, our heart changes, hatred goes away. You want to know the answer to what's going on in the world? get filled with god light you understand who god is you can't have hate in your heart that's the answer to all this is that how are we going to get the light from the church out to the body outside the church how are we going to take the light guess what it's you that's why god says you're the light he says i put you in all these spots all these schools all these jobs i put you in walmart at that time and target at that time and in the car dealership at that time he says i put you in all those spots for a reason because if we do it all at once and we emit light at once we did it last week when we all shut the lights off and turned our flashlights on what happened this whole place lit up that's what would happen when you went out in the community and you started seeing everything as light but it starts inside you it's hard to emit light when you're still got darkness darkness is any kind of sin darkness is wrong perspective darkness is sitting back going i'm just not good enough i'm not good enough god doesn't want to use me that's darkness in your heart because he wants to use you and you are good enough no matter what you've been through no matter what you're going through he wants to use you and that's important we're going to talk about that today so when you have the light you spread it because when people see god light it changes everything matthew 4 or matthew 5 14 through 16 said your lives light up the world for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop and who would, hide a, who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. We got to shine the light. Bread of life, that's what that is. Bread of life is taking light to people that need it. When we open our doors every day of the week, it's bringing light. But here's the thing. The point isn't to go out and bring people into the church. The point is to get out of the church and go take it to everybody. We sit around and we go, man, I invited 25 people to church. And if you notice, like one shows up. It's good to invite. I don't say get rid of that. Invites are good. Take the church to them. Go out there and show them God's love. And let it radiate through you. Why? Because you're spending time with them. You're getting filled up with them. You're so saturated, you're glowing. Then you can't stop it. I'm telling you, people will go, something different about you. Even in that, this is what I love, even in the car accident. We had the nicest cops come up, and they're just laughing, and then 
then it's like, man, the next thing we know, we know that she ended up hitting some guy that used to serve in our student ministry. <laughs> what a blessing. He's like, I know Destiny. Are you DJ? I'm like, no, you don't know Destiny. <laughs> but yes, I am DJ. But it was it, just how it works. And the cops were just loving it. They were laughing. Everybody's hey, we're having a good time. Why? Because we weren't showing frustration. We weren't yelling at each other. We weren't worried about the materialistic stuff. Everybody was safe, and we knew we have insurance. That's why you have insurance. <laughs> so it is going to take care of it one way or the other. It don't matter. But the fact that we could do that, it, it brought a light to the moment. We got to talk about church. <laughs> you could take every, any moment you walk into and talk about church. Because that's the church, wherever you're at. That becomes the church. So your God life reveals your God light. <laughs> so are you living a God life? enough to where it will reveal a god light what's a god life because you're like well hang on how do i live a god life okay love like he loves there's a challenge we talked about it last week love like he loves he loves everybody so you need to love everybody doesn't matter what they've done doesn't matter what they're doing you need to love like he loves and you need to believe in your new identity. You need to understand who you are. You need to believe that you are beloved. You need to believe that he delights in you. And when you understand all that stuff, man, you, you get filled with the Abba love. It's like an Abba revelation love where you start realizing that, that, man, he loves me so much and I love him so much. Man, I'm filled with that. Now I get to go out and just love on people. But you got to accept that love first. So it starts with you. All right. I might get ready to go into the sermon. <laughs> that requires a drink. Let's just go to First uh, John 1, 5 through 7. It said, this is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. But if we keep living in pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. So first off, we know he's pure light. That's him. No darkness. And obviously, if we claim that we share life with him, then, then we need to be walking away from the darkness, right? And that's a process. You know, I don't, I don't expect anybody to, to walk in and go from dark to light just like that. It does take time, but it starts in your heart, and then everything else just falls in line. It can happen. It can happen. But the thing is, is what I love about this, it says that, um, but if you keep living in pure light that surrounds him, he glows so much, there's light that surrounds him. And if you're living in that light, if you're doing those things, if you're walking with him, then you share an unbroken fellowship with one another. With him. Not with Jesus. With him. You have fellowship with Yahweh. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of people never thought you could do that. You thought it's, well, I only have Jesus. Isn't Jesus the only one that can go to God? From No. God says you can have me. 
if you're walking in the same light, guess what? If you're living in the light that I'm pushing out, then you can have unbroken fellowship, which means it, it's solid. It can't be broken. Unbroken fellowship with him, the God of the universe. I think of that like, uh, how do we do that? We, we, we keep doing it by obviously staying in the light, and you have to keep coming back to the light because we have to take light to the world, right? So, so if we get filled up every morning, that's what it should look like or whatever your day is maybe i say morning to me but morning to you might be nighttime because you wake up and work at night i don't know when it is whatever your private time is wherever your secret place is you get you get saturated with him so where you're glowing i think of it like you ever put those little glowing stars on the wall the glow in the dark things if you keep them in light and then shut the lights off they glow but if you don't ever turn the light back on they burn out you can't even see them right doesn't go away because as soon as you turn the lights on guess what they start receiving light again and that's kind of like some of our walks we hit those moments where you're just like man it's all him and i'm all in and this is great and we're worshiping and we're glowing and we go outside and then we get caught up in the world and go back to doing stuff we're supposed to do and all of a sudden you ain't glowing no more because you didn't go back to his light you didn't go back and get filled up it takes the time to go back and get filled up it's kind of like a um, we have, we have a water fountain at our house that little it's got this little solar panels on it and if you and, it, it, and now that we've cleared out all these trees thank the Lord for blowing them out of our house now when you put it in this bird bath it shoots this fountain up before you'd put it in there it's so shady you're like it's like dribble I'm like what kind of stuff is this. But then I look at that and I think about that some of our lives are like that. We're sitting in the shade, which is darkness, which is a wrong perspective. And we're just barely shooting out water. We're barely, we, we, we couldn't saturate the, the, the rock that was next to us. But if we change our position and we get in front of him and the light has a free shining like like right in it and, you, and it's glowing on you all of a sudden that thing shoots up so much it takes all the water out of the out of the bird bath and sprays it all over the yard and we got to fill up the bird bath think about that where where's your position where are you sitting do you have the right posture are you in front of the right person because if you are that sun's going to shine on you just like a solar panel it's going to be powerful but if you live in that shade you're going to run out of juice. You need to get back to the power source. Hmm. But when we walk in light, it also takes a lot from us when you walk in that light. It takes a lot. It takes, it takes being open, being transparent, being honest. Acknowledge the darkness. Any darkness that he reveals to us, because he's going to reveal stuff to you that you need to fix in your life so that's part of walking in the light is all those things and when you have the honesty and when you're and not only honest to him but find where's your accountability partner you know where, where's that person that you're, you you can freely talk to are you doing life with other people that you can go to and that can pour into you that's important family's important that's why we call this a family this isn't just a a, a church body this is a family we know that we can come talk to each other and we can be real and it's okay to be real with you and you'll understand it you're not going to get offended and go run away okay because that family doesn't do that like mine doesn't 
They'll be real with you all day. <laughs> if you keep showing up for it, <laughs> let the beatings begin. <laughs> Hope you all are watching online. I really love you. <laughs> the doors are open. Help me, Lord. I'm going all over the place. You were praying for me this morning, brother. Keep praying for me. I need some God light in me right now. Hmm. But what I love about that, it says the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all known sin. And if we continue to be open to God's pure light, his blood will cleanse us from all unknown sin as well. It actually enables imperfect believers to walk in fellowship with a holy God. Come on. So you don't have to have it all together. <laughs> hmm. So what do we do when bad things happen in our life? How do we deal with that? What's that look like? When, if everything can be light and we're supposed to walk in light, like I kind of shared it earlier, what's it look like though when, when you don't start out the right way? What's it look like when you're dealing with things? What's it look like? How am I supposed to have light in that when, when maybe my kids aren't doing the right things? Maybe, um, and it, it could be anything from addictions. It could be anything. Because it doesn't make you a bad parent because your kids don't act right. <laughs> Everybody makes choices. So how does God like come out of that? Like how are we supposed to continue to, to, to present that? Because it's got to be real. You know, I think the easiest way we get with when it gets into those situations, I know for me, here's my thing. My life was dark and I did not like it and it was horrible. And guess what? When I surrendered to God, he did something to me. <laughs> and he gave me what I call a testimony. And he says, guess what? That's all you need right there. He said, if you got that, that's all you need. So how are you going to get through the dark times? You're going, you have a testimony. You can always fall back on something and say, you know what? <laughs> you were faithful then, you'll be faithful again. And we keep praying and we keep, you know, we do all the things. You don't stop doing what we need to be doing, reading his word and, and praying and, and doing all that. We don't stop doing those things. And the biggest thing is you never, ever lose track of the fact that he loves you. And if you're dealing with stuff, he loves you. And he's right beside you. And if your kids are dealing with stuff or your spouse is dealing with stuff or your friends are dealing with stuff, we keep praying. We, and we understand that, guess what? God's right beside them. Right? And then we're going to come alongside them and we're going to breathe life in them and we're going to let God light shine on them. We're not going to condemn them. We're going to help them. We're going to love them because that's what we're supposed to do. And it's hard sometimes. What I noticed, though, is that when you lean on him, when the darkness gets thicker in your life, but you continue to lean on him, we get stronger. And our story gets brighter. You know, because we're all going to go through stuff. We've all been through stuff. But I know that all the journeys I've made, every time I've walked through it, man, my, it's all of a sudden, it's like my story gets brighter <laughs> and brighter. And I'm like, man, it's impossible to think that anybody would listen to me and say, can that really happen? Yes. And there's people out here today that have that same thing. Y'all have a testimony about how you got this far, about how God brought you out of where you were at and brought you in here. That's huge. Don't ever forget what you have. Because he can take a devastating story and turn it into something that he can use for the good. If you'll let him. If you'll let him. But some of us think we're too far gone. Some of us think that our... Uh, our kids and our, our family and our friends are too far gone. And he says, don't turn your back. I have not turned mine. 
just give me a chance. And he's done it in multiple stories in the Bible. I want to go um, to one y'all and see the guy. I don't even know. Hang in there. I, I'm originally from New York. I can talk fast. Whether you receive fast or not, that's up to you. But, man, I can be like an auctioneer up here if you want me to. But uh, I want to talk about the woman at the well. This is big because Jesus, I, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, he, he meets her at the well, Jacob's well, and he, he's sitting there, and she comes up to get water in the day, wine in the day, because, well, she doesn't want to be shamed with all the other women. And, look, she has five husbands. He calls her out on it, you know, and she's living with one that's not her husband so so she's walking in darkness right so she's walking in darkness and she's living in that shame you know and here you see you know jesus asked you know i need a drink right and then you see him also converse with her and say well i want to give you a drink of living water right so this whole story he asked her for a drink first remember that so he asked her for a drink first but what I love about it in the story, if you read it, his thirst is quenched. Actually, when, when the disciples come back, he doesn't want anything. Because his thirst is quenched. Because his thirst was for, for a fellowship with her. So he's seeking fellowship with us so much, that quenches his thirst. That was the thirst he was talking about. He knew what she was doing. He says, I just want you to know how much I love you. And how much my father loves you. If you'll submit to me. So, so he does, and, and she does, and she drops her bucket, so she leaves her identity at the well and heads back into the town, the same place that everybody knows her, right? So in John 4, 39 through 42, I'm going to pick it up there because she goes back into the town to tell people that already have an opinion about her and has seen her entire life about Jesus. <laughs> I think that's awesome says many from the Samaritan village became believers in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. She said, he told me everything I ever did. Then they begged Jesus to stay with them. So he stayed there for two days, resulting in many more coming to faith in him because of his message. So the Samaritan said to the woman, now we've heard him ourselves. We no longer believe just because of what you told us. But we're convinced that he really is true, the true savior of the world. It was her testimony. She didn't need a fancy degree. She didn't need to go to ministry school. She didn't need to sit down with Jesus for, for 40 days and 40 nights and, and have him pour into her. He said, go share your testimony. He didn't have to tell her. That's what's so awesome about that story. But she went. She went back and said, this is who I met. And it was an instant change in her life. She had God light all over her. All over her. So much so, if you actually read different versions of things, she was actually named St. Photinus. I think that's how you say it. From Phos. From God light, from Phos. That word comes from that. She ended up being what some called an apostle in the area because of how much she did. That's powerful. When all it was was that. It was her testimony. It was her testimony that got people to do what? Come see Jesus. So she witnessed to people. She told people. And the entire, entire town comes. Now they believe because of her. But then they truly believe when he came and shared with them. So see your testimony is enough to get people to understand. 
and start questioning things. You don't need all that other stuff. So a lot of people say, I don't know how to share the word. I don't know how to go out with my Bible and go tell people that Jesus loves them. Go tell them how much he loves you. Like, what did he tell you? What did he do in your life? That's an easy one. And a lot, for some of us, it means I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm alive because of him. So there you go. You deny it. <laughs> it's my story. I'm standing in front of you. So it's a testimony. So what would happen if we actually took our testimony, yours and mine and yours and yours, everybody's got their own, and took it, to, took it? What if we took it out to the town? What if we took it out to the city? What if we started sharing with people what God's done in our life? See, that's, that's a difference maker. See, a lot of times we just want to say, man, we have a wonderful church. Everybody loves you. And we come in and we have, you know, three hours of worship and the pastor talks for four hours, but it's awesome because we're family. Man, and you're trying to get them in the church. Go out there and tell them about what God did for you. Tell him how he showed up. Tell him what he's done in your life. Because it doesn't matter what church they go to. We're not trying to build a big church. We're trying to build a big kingdom. I know all kinds of churches in the region. So when people come in, I go, I'll give you a church you like better. I'll take you there. I don't care where you go. I want you in church somewhere. Because you need the family. You need to be part of something. Hmm. You know, sometimes we just need to, we think we need to have a great story about all the awesome things we've done for Jesus. When really, we just need to have a great story of all the awesome stuff he's done for us. That's it. Man. Come on. So let's see. Share your light. See, the woman at the well, she didn't try to do a lot of fancy preaching. See, that was the cool part. She didn't. She just kept it simple, and she told people her story. And because of that, they came. <laughs> All right, the second story, because I'm going to move on, and we'll finish up. I want to talk about the demon-possessed man. It is a wonderful story, too, because I love it. It's all about a testimony. And I'm going to pick this, I'm going to pick it up because this is right after Jesus calms the storm. Everybody knows that one. Jesus is in the boat sleeping, the storm comes on and you know, he gets up, calms the storm. Well, then he lands on shore. And this is where he meets this individual. So I I'm just I'll just read it fast cuz it's better than me trying to explain it. So I'm going to pick it up on Mark 5 1 through 20. <laughs> So they arrived at the other side of the lake at the region of Gerasenes. As Jesus stepped ashore, a demon-possessed madman came out of the graveyard and confronted him. The man had been living there among the tombs, and nobody was able to restrain him, not even with chains. For every time they attempted to chain his hands and feet with shackles, he would snap the chains and break the shackles in pieces. He was so strong that no one had the power to subdue him. Day and night he would come... He could be found lurking in the cemetery or in, a, or in the vicinity, shrieking and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran to him and threw himself down before him. He saw his light from a distance because he was glowing. <laughs> Think about that. Well, you could walk into a room and if there's darkness in that room, man, it has to leave. 
shouting from the top of his lungs, leave me alone, Jesus, son of the most high God. Swear in God's name that you won't torture me. He's saying this because Jesus has already said to him, come out of that man, you demon spirit. Jesus said to him, what's your name? This translation says mob, but it could be legion. He answered, they call me mob because there are thousands of us in his body. He begged Jesus repeatedly not to expel them out of the region. Nearby, there was a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him, send us into the pigs. Let us enter, enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. I love it. <laughs> I give you permission. That's the God we serve. That's who we are because we have the same powers in us, the same authority in us, the same access in us to tell them, I'll give you permission. But they can't take it. Jesus gave them permission and the demon demon horde immediately came out of the man and went into the pigs this caused the herd of the to rush madly down a steep slope and fall into the lake drowning about 2,000 pigs I love this translation because it tells you all this stuff depending on weight the cost of 2,000 live pigs today would be as much as $250,000 the economic cost to the community over the loss of this herd was significant then I'll pick it up keep going at this the herdsmen ran to the nearby villages telling everybody along the way what had happened and the people came out to see for themselves when they found Jesus they saw the demonized man sitting there properly clothed and in his right mind seeing what had happened to the man possessed by many demons the people became afraid <laughs> there's a power there there's an authority there and I think they were afraid because they came with the wrong perception. <laughs> they, 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 they came with a whole different idea of who they were going to be facing those who had witnessed this miracle reported the news that the people to the people and, and included what had happened to the pigs then they asked Jesus to leave their region they asked him to leave even after all that but it was devastating to them financially what God are you serving Sometimes, some, sometimes we're going to serve the wrong one. And as Jesus began to get in the boat to depart, the man who had been set free from demons asked him, could I go with you? And Jesus answered, no. But said to him, go back to your home and to your family and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Tell them how he had mercy on you. So the man left and went into the region of Jordan and parts of Syria to tell everyone he met about what Jesus had done for him and all the people marveled. I love that story. Because you see a man that was demon-possessed <laughs> that Jesus tells him, no, you can't come with me. But I want to be a disciple. I want to roll with you. And he's like, nope. I need you to go back to where you came from where people aren't going to believe it and just show them what I've done. I need you to go be a light somewhere where I can't be the light. They made sure he couldn't be the light. I love it. That was the game plan all along. Let's kick Jesus out. Jesus, that's fine, because that was my game plan was to bring him in. See, sometimes we get caught up in stuff, and we don't understand he had a game plan all along. Man, we get frustrated when things don't look like they're lining up like the way they're supposed to be, and he says, I'm lining them up the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> Just trust me. It might not look like it to you, but it looks like it to me. <laughs> he says, trust me. I got this. So I love it that he sends them out to a place called Decapolis, which means 10 cities. So this guy went out and he ended up being, you know, this is, this is somebody who ended up becomes a missionary evangelist. 
That's what he turns into. He's out there preaching and sharing, sharing Jesus, and he's been once again. This was somebody who just said, I'm going to share my testimony. He didn't have any other understanding other than this is what Jesus did to me. So, look, don't be waiting on all that stuff. Don't, look, I, I believe. Look, don't get me wrong. I believe in education. I believe in wisdom. I believe in knowledge. I believe in all that stuff. And I believe there's a place for it, and I think it's valuable. But don't be waiting around for that so you can go share the word of Jesus. You don't have to wait that long because you've already been through it. <laughs> you know how good he is. You felt it. You've seen it. You've watched it develop in you. So you don't have to wait for that. So neither one of them had any issues with all that stuff. They just went out and did what they were told. So what would happen if instead of your shame of your past, you started to share your past and allow our stories to be light for others? What would happen if we started doing that? <laughs> it changes a lot of things because I believe each of you have a story and God's already put divine appointments in place for you to go share your story with somebody else that dealt with the same thing. And they need to hear it. They need to hear that there's a better way. They need to hear that someone's there. So what I want to do today is I want to invite somebody up that has a phenomenal testimony. So Miss Debbie, will you come up? Everybody give Miss Debbie a, a round of applause. Because it's Mama's Day. And I figured I would let her come up. And you're like, I don't know Miss Debbie. I don't know Miss Debbie. <laughs> we, we met last week. Yeah. Come on. How, how good is that that God will bring somebody and, and introduce to you just, just like that in one week? So I'm going to hand you the mic, you so and much. you take as long as you want. You, you have to stare at their faces. Hi, <laughs> Hi y'all. Um, Pastor DJ, and coming to this church has filled me with so much of the Holy Ghost, y'all. And... Um, a long time ago, I didn't have that. I um, was in the dark for a long time. You could call it hell if you want. I was an addict, and that's all I wanted to do was get high, not take care of my children, not take care of my, myself, and all I did was chase the drugs. And um, he talks about how God puts things in place, and um, I don't want to get really deep into my drug addiction, but... I was an addict. I still am. I'm in recovery. I've been clean a very long time. But what I have learned when I was out there in the disease and how God puts it in place, how Pastor DJ said it, it's like I was um, part of the Angel Tree program because I was a single mom raising kids. And we went to church, a non-denominal church, to go get gifts for Christmas. This is how God works. I did not know that God was pursuing me for a very long time. So when I went to the church, um, I listened, but I didn't make sense to me because I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I was dead inside. My heart was black for a very, very long time. And so I went to the church, and the kids got their gifts, and I said, okay, well, we're going to come back next Sunday. I heard something up here. I guess he planted the seed and I didn't know that at the time. And I went back, and I heard that you could have a relationship with Jesus and that you could repent for all your sins and everything you've done. And I felt like I wasn't loved, you know, because I did so much bad stuff, bad mom, bad everything. And, and I was like, no, he doesn't love me. Why would he love me? And so I went down the middle of the 
right here like this. And I went down and I looked at the young lady that was sharing the, um, about Jesus coming in your heart. And I said, help me. And I'm not saying I didn't fall from grace because I did. But I started going to Bible study a little bit, and I started listening, and I got baptized and all that stuff, but I was still using. That's how I work, right? I wasn't still a child of God. I didn't think I was, and I kept on using, and um, I got in trouble. Um, I was facing 12 years of prison, and it wasn't for drugs, y'all, and I'll be honest. It was for opening an uh, uh, escort service. God shut me down in three weeks. It wasn't me. It was God. I know it today. And when I got busted, this is how God works. It's so strange. He was there through it all. I was facing 12 years, and I walked up to the courthouse steps to be, you know, to be uh, sentenced, right? And I prayed before I went in there. I didn't really know how to pray, but I just said, God, please help me. That's all, all I did. I said, help me. And I went into the courthouse, and my kids were already taken away from me, so I lost everything. I lost everything that night that I, I ruined my life. And uh, I went into the courthouse, and the judge said, three years probation. <laughs> Community hours. Restitution. And go back to my meetings. And I don't know if y'all know about NA, but I had to go back. I had to go back to the program. And I did all that. And I jumped all the hoops to get my babies home. I'm not saying that I didn't fall from grace again because I did. I did. I smoked pot. I did. I smoked pot with my, my teenagers. That was wrong. I did. And so when I really started understanding about Jesus Christ with me, my relationship, things started changing. I started changing. I started to want to be a mom again. I wanted to take care of my babies. I wanted to get a job. I wanted to be free of all the blackness inside me. And... Uh, I still fall from, I've still fell from grace. I'm not perfect, y'all. We're none of us are. We sin every day. But I started listening. I started praying. I started giving it to him. He is the glory, not me. He is, he's my testimony. You know, he put me in place in places y'all wouldn't understand. He puts me in places today that blows me away. I'm praying for people in a grocery store. I'm helping a person that's an addict just like me. I'm giving food to people they don't have food. I give back what God gives me. And it's like, it's not about me. It's about him. He lives in me. And for him to love me, me, I was a bad person in that time, but he opened up my eyes. He took the blinders off. He made my heart beat again red. He gave me the blood of him. And when I hear that he was on that cross, I cry. 
because he did it for me. And I'm not trying to be selfish, y'all, but me. He loves me. And, uh, and then I started really having a relationship with him, and I got a phone call. It's a very terrible phone call. And my boy, I'll tell you about him, he was a meth head. He was an addict. He had mental illness. He wasn't up here straight. He got hurt when he was a child. And uh, I got a phone call. And I remember it exactly. Huh, J. Earl, that phone call that he was missing. And this was in 2016. And I talked to him at 7 o'clock that evening. And I asked him if he was okay. And he says, yeah. He says, I'm all right. And before I hung up the phone, I said, I love you. And he says, love you, Mom, like you always did. I didn't think anything of it. But when I got that phone call 11 o'clock at night saying he was missing, my gut fell. And when I lay down, because they couldn't, I lay down in bed, God talked to me. He said, I have him. And I knew that that boy was broken. And I knew that God saved him at 18. I knew that he was up there in heaven. Praise God he's in heaven. And he took him home. He took him home. And when I went on that journey, my church gave me the money to fly. God just put everything in place. And I went there to Wisconsin to find him. I didn't know the outcome. I didn't know if he was going to be alive or dead. But I knew in my heart when my daughter called me and says, Mama, do you feel him? I said, no. I did not have that connection. So I knew when I was going on this journey, I didn't know what to expect. But I knew in my heart, I didn't believe he was alive. So I went on the plane. And I was standing in security. I have to share this. And this lady goes, may I pray for you? And I just blew me away, and I said, yes. Because God reached her, and then she connected to me. And then when I got on the airplane, another, another person that loved Jesus Christ prayed for me. And we talked about things. And, and they just made me calm on that flight, because I don't like to fly. I hate to fly. I get nervous. But... God was in that plane with me. And when I got off the plane and I went to the police station, he gave me another person that loved Jesus Christ, my victim advocate. And you talk about how God works, y'all. When he was missing, I had so many angels around me. And uh, the day that we found him, I had angels around me. And he held me up through that held me up, held my hand, told me he loved me, that he took my boy home. Is it easy? No, not all. Today's Mother's Day. I got four beautiful daughters that are alive and 12 grandkids, and I love each and every one of them. Amen. Shannon Lynn. She's got my beautiful grandboys and my granddaughter. Brandy Lee, she gave me four beautiful grandkids, two girls, 
two boys. Angela Marie gave me two boys. Christina Ann gave me two girls. Brian Zachary, before he left this world, and he met a woman and got married, and he tried the military, he gave me a grandson. He is going on 14. And then I have so many stepbabies. I could go on and on. I've been blessed so much. And this man right here carried all that baggage when I met him. <laughs> we never had kids between us, but we had a blended family with all those kids. And uh, God just put everything in place. And, and uh, when Brian was into the drugs and all that stuff and mental illness, Jason and me split up. We got a divorce after 13 years. I was done. He was done. But woe and behold, God had another plan. Another plan, y'all. We kept in contact at the time we were divorced, we thought. And we, we uh, reconciled. I got sick with Bell Palsy. I got very sick. And then I ended up in the hospital losing my job. I couldn't go to college and finish up what I was doing. And God brought me and Jay back together. Jay was stationed in Montana, and I was in Vegas. Yeah, great, huh? An addict being in Vegas? God got me out of there in six months out of that state, by the way. Hallelujah. And uh, I went to Montana, and we reconciled. We made it work. But what we did in our marriage this time is who did we put first, Jay Earl? God. We didn't put money. We didn't put material things. We didn't put anything in front of the Lord because he is the one that builds our foundation. We're the ones that stand on it. He is our, I could go on and on. He's so glorified. I just glorify him every day. And so we reconciled, and we went back to Alabama, and we decided to do the marriage thing. And we're like, okay, well, we're together, we're living together. And we didn't want to live in sin, so we go, okay, we're going to the courthouse. <laughs> we went to the courthouse down in Montgomery. They said there was nothing on file. We said, what? So we went to Vital Statistics, and she said, no. She says, I've done a search all over every, every state. You, there's nothing on file. And I said, What? And Jay, Jay hands me my wedding ring and puts it on me, and the vital statistics said, we're married. <laughs> so what happened is Judge Bush denied that divorce, and we didn't know it. Talk about God. That was the Lord Almighty. That was not us. And we've been together 22 years, babe. Through thick and thin. Um, he's been my rock through Brian, always. Been my rock through my death of my mother and father. I am very blessed, you know. And the bottom line is, is that God is walking next to me. And he talks, Pastor talks about the light. It's inside me. And now, today, I do a woman's group. I help other women. I do a podcast and help other women all over. 
and I help others in need because that's what God wants me to do. So reach out to someone and help another person hurting. Because you give that light, you go out there and show that light because I do. Come on. And it's God's glory, not Debbie's. <laughs> Come on. Thank you. So awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, man. That's how good God is, y'all. If you. And, uh. <laughs> paid for it and couldn't even get it. I love it. Man, I'm telling you, it is, uh, it's just, uh, man, God's so good, and, and, uh, wow, that's how he brings things together. This is, uh, she came to church last, last Sunday, um, and I met her last Sunday in here, and, um, man, but, and God's going to use you to continue to change lives. That's what it is, shining your light, sharing your testimony. So, I love it. So, anyway. Oh, what a way to end Mother's Day, but I love y'all so much, and I know this is a, uh, do I have Kevin, or did he leave? <laughs> hey, Kevin, do you actually want to do something? <laughs> Guys, I just want you to know I love y'all, I want to pray for everybody, and uh, you know, the first step to this, honestly, is, um, man, you know, the, the whole point of how do you get God light is, is you got to let him into your heart, period. You got to release it to him. You got to give him that, that opportunity to come in and just, just I call it being wrecked. And uh, I use that term a lot. And it's happened this morning multiple times. <laughs> just get wrecked. And, and man, when, when God shows up, he, he wants to do what he wants to do in your life. And if you'll surrender that, if you'll release that to him, man, he'll just take you uh, to a whole nother level and can use you in so many different ways it's never over with but it starts with you making that decision so i want to give you that opportunity i always share that uh, one of the best ways to do that is is obviously the bible says in romans 10 9 10 if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you will be saved and look that's a prayer um it's a, there's got to be a heart change there has to be a transformation you can say that prayer a million times but if you don't allow him in and to do what he wants to do so so i'm going to ask you this morning if there's anybody here you know we're not going to call you up front we can all bow our heads i want to pray for everybody but if that's you and you say you know what it's been a long time or or i've never done this before and and i really want to make that make make this choice and i want to allow god into my life and i want to start walking that out i want to start living a god life i want to start allowing him to use me to admit god light then i want to give you that opportunity this morning this is for anybody in here just raise your hand um, so I know who I'm praying for. You ain't got to keep it up that long. I just want to know if I'm, I'm going to be praying for somebody. I see it. I see it. I see it. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. And I know there's people online. I know there's people online watching, and you're dealing with this right where you're at, where you just, man, you're ready to make that decision. So I want to pray with you today. So um, I know God sees you, and he sees your heart. So just repeat after me. I'm going to start in this prayer. Just repeat after me. Um, just, Jesus, I need you kept you out of my life for too long I can't do it on my own change me come into my life be my savior I know you died on the cross and you rose again just for me today I surrender my life to you in Jesus name amen amen I'm telling you that's the start of things right there 
Look, you got to say that prayer, but you also got to receive it in your heart. So you got to allow him to come in and do what he wants to do. We want to help you with that. You're not in this alone. Please let us know. Fill out the Connect card. Let us know um, that you made that decision so we can get you information. We can pray for you. And we'll have our prayer partners up here. I'm going to turn this over to, to Kevin and let him share for the first time in three weeks. Come on, Kevin. I love you guys. All right. Y'all stand to your feet because I want to eat. I'm rapping. I'm rapping. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, all right. So this is the, uh, uh, the moment in our service where we choose to worship God with our offering. So today I want to do something a little different. If you have your offering, uh, if you need an envelope, you raise your hand, they'll give you an envelope. Um, but what I want, and if you're just visiting today, please, uh, you don't have to give. Uh, this is just for everybody who wants to worship with us. Um, but what I want to do today is if you can uh, put your hand up with your offering. And if you don't have an offering, let's say you give online, let's say you texted, you can lift up your phone. Uh, but I want everybody in here to just raise your hand this morning. And listen, if you don't have anything to give, I don't care. Raise your hand this morning. Raise your hand this morning because uh, I just believe that God wants to bless you. Oh, we thank you, Father. Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We choose to worship you this morning with our, uh, we've worshiped you with our time. Uh, we've worshiped you with our mouths and our in our worship and from our heart, God. And now we choose to worship you with our money, Father God. We choose to worship you, God, and thank you, Father. God, we're so grateful, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this congregation that loves to give, this church family that loves you, Father. God, today we don't give because we need to, God. We don't give because we have to or that you're going to get angry with us. Father, we give because we love you, Father. We give because we get to give. We get to, Father, to worship you with our giving. So this morning, God, we worship you. We thank you. And, God, I ask that you bless, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless your people, God, your children, Father. Your word says if we that are evil know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more you, oh God, the good, good Father, how much more you who loves us, Father, <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children. So, God, I ask that you would give and that you would bless your people today, Father, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day. And we'll have our prayer partners up front if you need us. We'll see you next week.